0: We have almost forgotten that we are in a great mortal combat, a battle of the forces of good and the forces of evil. Today we are beginning either to domesticate the devil or else to deny him. God's definition of himself is, I am who am. The devil's definition of himself is, I am who am not. He is most powerful when he is denied.
1: I love those bumper musics. So I, ha- I have to thank uh, Dan Schneider's son for those uh, very cool bumper music for War College, Wednesday War College, Jesse Romero, with Dr. Dan Schneider. Got a great show today. Hey, Dan, can you hear me? Just want to make sure you're, you're, t- you're uh, 10-1. I can All hear you.
2: Broken All right. Today. As we say in the Army, you're coming in broken and stupid, so I, it's hard to tell. We'll see.
1: <laughs> Dan, uh, you know, modernism has affected every single part of the church. One area that I thought it would never affect would, would be the area of spiritual warfare, uh, healing, deliverance, exorcism. I thought that was something that was sacrosanct, but no, modernism has has infiltrated even that area. Today we want to talk about Father Ripper, Ripperger's book, Dominion. It just came out a couple of weeks ago. It's uh, from Census Trad Press, and he's got another book for Clergy, it's a little bit larger. It's called uh, Diabolical Influence. However, there are other books, competing books, and other competing systems. We're going to put two videos on right now. We're going to comment on them. They're very short videos. The first video we're going to put on is is, uh, a video put on Instagram by Jordan Burke, he works for com. He works for his parents, uh, Dan Burke and Stephanie Burke. Dan's a friend of mine. <clears throat> and he put out a post basically warning people not to read Father Ripperger's book, Dominion. I don't know where that came from, so we're going to just pr- jump and probe into it. And then we're going to put another short video with... Uh, Dan Burke, Stephanie Stephanie Burke, and uh, Monsignor Rossetti actually talking about the book Dominion and making some actual positive comments about this book as a resource. And then we'll get Dan's feedback on this book since he's writing a corollary to this book. So, Mr. Engineer, can you play the first video?
3: Should people be cautious when reading Dominion? What is Dominion? Dominion is a textbook by Father Chad Ripperger on uh, diabolic oppression, obsession, uh, authority, influence, all those sorts of things. And the question is, should people be cautious? The answer is yes. And I would even go further. And I, and the expert that I spoke to before answering this question, would say that most people do not need to read this book. I'll say it again. Most people do not need to read this book. Why is that? Well, we're bouncing thoughts back and forth. This, this expert is someone who has worked in exorcisms, worked in deliverance ministry, written many books on the topic, uh, and they affirmed uh, kind of what I was going to say, but even with more intensity than I was initially going to bring to answer this question, and they said, quote, for those who do not have a healthy spiritual life, if they read something like this and any other book on demonology, things of that nature, they are simply reading about their own demise, end quote. Meaning, you have certain things that you need to take care of first. Your relationship with God, your vocation, these sorts of things. What is the pathway for you to get to heaven? If this book is not on that pathway, you don't need to read it. It just becomes a distraction. My recommendation to people is that if you are thinking about reading a book like this, have a conversation with your spiritual director first. And listen to whatever they tell you. And my gut, my guess is going to be, they're going to tell you no.
1: That short clip from on Instagram was by, by uh, Jordan Burke. He's the son of Dan Burke from the Avila Institute. Dan's a friend of mine. I've had him on my shows before. I don't know his son, Jordan. I know he's a, he's a former Birmingham, Alabama, Alabama police officer and now works for his father, his mom and dad <clears throat> for spiritualdirection.com and the Avila Institute. I think he runs their media section. Um, and I, I want to put another short video of Dan and Stephanie Burke interviewing Monsignor Rossetti, and then we'll do a deep dive into the book Dominion. Mr. Engineer, can you play that clip? Well, I want to
0: start our time together with a question that uh, Jordan actually has. There's a new book out. uh, This is Dan Burke. I think probably the most comprehensive treatment of exorcism angelology that's ever been published. Um, And Jordan asked, uh, is there a proper disposition as you approach studying these things like is it can it be curiositas or kind of a dangerous uh, journey into studying these things if you're not you know let's say in a state of grace or if you're struggling still with habitual mortal sin is this something you ought to be studying and buying these books and that sort of thing what are your thoughts about that well Zenia Rossetti, i i've seen some recent books and i think i know the book you're talking about which is a wonderful resource uh there's two extremes one is to say Satan doesn't exist. And and sadly, there are even some uh, unfortunately, people, uh, leadership in the church who don't believe that. So that's, that's sad, which is just not true. It's defide. fide. The other is t- uh, too much interest in, in this sort of stuff, especially curiosity. There's a, a good curiosity about trying to understand the truth. And there's a bad curiosity, which is feeding a form of pride. And I do find sometimes there are people who become these self-styled experts on this subject and may not be in a state of grace. It's a very dangerous situation. So we should be informed. I like what the, both Stephanie and Dan, you're doing in this field. I think you're called to it and you're just very good at it. And so that's, you can see a grace working through you. Terrific. And you too should be reading. You should be informed. But, but when it crosses the line, it becomes uh, this uh, uh, excessive curiosity and it's not good. That's it. That was uh, Dan Burke, Stephanie,
1: Stephanie Burke interviewing Monzina Rossetti. So Dan, we're talking about this book, Dominion. It's a book written by Father Chad Ripperger, who's basically been, uh, been teaching us for several years. I know you, uh, you're, you're actually on Father Ripperger's team. And so, Dan, you're a biblical scholar and you've been part of uh, an exorcism team for many years. Monsignor Rossetti called the book Dominion a wonderful resource. And he said that Dan and his wife should be reading this book because they're at a level uh, where they need to know about, be aware of these things. But it's not for everybody else. You know, somebody, somebody who's in mortal sin obviously shouldn't be reading this book. What would you say about this book Dominion, Dan, because you are deeply aware of the contents of this book because you've been pouring through it for for years at this point
2: yeah i think i think uh, um number one we should rule that i have is that never recommend a book that i that i haven't read and never not recommend a book that i haven't have read so um, i think i think uh reading the book um uh would, would be very helpful for those who are saying that we shouldn't read the book um and i think it's quite the 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 the, the, the uh the, the recommendation to me is unfair because it doesn't uh, again, if you've read the book, you realize this is not a book about that would feed someone's curiosity. If if anything, this is a book that will teach you the rules of engagement, spiritual combat. Father Ripper has been approached by various publishers to do a Father Amorth or Father Fortea style book. These are the types of books that I think are very, very um, should have a disclaimer for people to n- not to read these uh, books that just, that go into great detail about the diabolic. And our system, the demon is is tertiary. Uh, in, in Catholic Liberation. The first focus is on Christ. The second focus is on obstacles but that keep us uh, all the overseas to grace that keep us from United with Christ. And then finally, what is the demon doing? And there's nothing in this book that is, is all sensational or talking about prayer sessions or things that we, that father has seen uh, or anyone on his team has seen. This is actually uh, an excellent resource. As Monster University says this is an excellent, a wonderful resource in his words, um, particularly for those that are engaging in spiritual combat. But um, to say that this would feed curiosity uh i i just don't i just don't i don't think that's a valid argument for somebody if you've read this book you realize that this is this is actually the only only uh, criticism of the book it's so big and it's dense and it takes time to work through this is not a sit down and with a cup of hot coffee or 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 or, or cocoa and, and you know and cuddle up in your book nook this is this is this is go to this is roll up your sleeves get on your knees and get to work and learn about the principles of 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 uh, um, the catholic faith good theology as you say DDT devil defeating theology so we need to know this this is this is you know this is so this is one of those manuals that really really is helpful for individuals so so I, I think uh, I would recommend all those uh, to, to read that, whether you're in spiritual combat or not. Because um, the reality is, we're all in spiritual combat, right? Just I mean, the Catechism says as such that since since the beginning of history, we're we are engaged in dour combat. So various people at various levels and various levels of engagement, various levels of of affliction, various levels of involvement. in The apostolate. but this is a great resource.
1: Dan, I don't I don't know why. Uh... Jordan Burke, who works for his mom and dad, and they have a good reputation. I don't know why he would have come out on Instagram. And uh, it seems to me that he did this of his own accord. He went out there and told people, hey, I'm I'm, going to quote it because I transcribed his notes. It says, uh, and I and the expert that I spoke to before answering this question would say that most people do not need to read this book. I'll say it again. Most people do not need to read this book. This, this yeah. expert is someone who has worked in exorcisms, worked in deliverance ministry, written many books on the topic. It would have, it would have been nice. I mean, if you're going <clears> to, <throat> when I used to go to court and testify as a cop, when you invoke an expert, you better uh, name your source. You, you, you can't be vague about your expert. You're going to have to say, uh, you know, Dr. So-and-so from John Hopskin University said this, page 219. That's, that's the way you testify in a court of law. If you're going to tell somebody yeah. to read a book, yeah, you're not going to be vague about your footnote.
2: Or, well, and if it's just if it's just curiosity and citing what what his expert whoever that was uh, is saying, I think Father Rosetti's books, Dan Burke's books, any other books on spiritual warfare should be should be avoided and only read under the direction of your of your pastor or director, which we know is not practical.
1: Yeah, you're right because all of them could lead to curiosity. We'll be right back. Wednesday, War College, just remember Dr. Dan Schneider. We're talking about the book Dominion. Uh, Jordan Burke works for spiritualdirection.com says that people shouldn't read the book. I get what he's saying in terms of curiosity. It's never good to read anything just out of curiosity, especially if you're living in mortal sin. I mean, uh, th- that's a point, again, that Father Rossetti makes. But the argument that he made about Father Ripperger's book Dominion, you can make it about these books here. Father Gabriel. Yeah, Martin. I've got I've got one here.
2: Yeah, the angels and their missions, according to the fathers of the church, uh, Jean Danielou. Maybe we shouldn't read that because it's going to cu- feed our curiosity. Father Robert Spitzer, brilliant man. I've met him several times. Christ versus Satan in our daily lives, the cosmic struggle between good and evil. I mean, people aren't re- recommending these things not to be read. Here's Father Gabriel Morth's books. Father Francisco Boman books. Uh, Again, according to your state in life, uh, I distinguish uh, building on Father Ripperger, the distinction between uh, curiosity and studiosity. If you're just doing it out of curiosity, that's one thing. But studiosity is learning your faith, and this is part of the deep dive. When you know Father Ripper's videos, he's not only given videos on, on spiritual warfare. He, he goes into every aspect, from dating to courtship to, to sacramentals, the use of sacramentals, the, the, the meaning of the mass, etc. So getting to know your faith. I'll give you an example. I've got over here, uh, my da- I pulled out my old Dash 10 from the, from the Cobra helicopter. Every vehicle in the military had a dash 10. And it tells you how every single piece of the ha- a- aircraft works. And you've got to memorize every, it's this thick. and You memorize every aspect of it. You've got to know the machine. Part of combat tactics is what's called inadvertent IFR. You can inadvertently go into uh, instrument flight rules and you punch into the clouds where you're, you're planning on staying low and slow on the ground and of the Earth flight, et cetera. If you accidentally go into the clouds and I have a very good friend who was killed, through, by, by inadvertent IFR, and they didn't follow the proper procedures in the manual. You've got to know the procedures. You've got to know the rules of engagement. So we would read this, the fundamentals of flight, the AH-1 Cobra-10. These are not fun reads. They're not easy reads, but they will keep you safe. You learn the rules. You learn the machine. You learn respect for the machine. Or we can go read. We would also read, back in my days of, as a, as a, a, a helicopter, attack helicopter pilot, we read a book called Chicken Hawk about a Vietnam pilot. It told all these stories about Vietnam that, that build our thirst and curiosity about combat, in some ways unhealthy, until you get to combat yourself and you realize, I don't want to read any of these books anymore. I'd rather, I'd rather just read the newspaper. So you see the difference between reading about combat and stories of combat, and that can be very dangerous because you, you could have a glorified understanding or an unhealthy curiosity of going into combat and not realistic about the dangers of combat or you can study the how to and prepare yourselves how to work the machine how to respect the machine what are the rules of engagement Rogers rules for rangers first standing order the first the first rules for rangers every ranger is subject to the rules and articles of war the book dominion gives the rules and articles of war so so um there's nothing curiosity about it there's he's, there's nothing in it that says all oh, this one time i saw this person levitate i saw this person crawl turn into a spider and crawl backwards up a wall i saw this this or that happen i saw this vomit up nails all this stuff that happens at Father's Scene and anyone who's worked any time in in this ministry has seen, none of that is in this book. This book is a principled, disciplined dash ten manual for spiritual warfare, and it's well timed. It's a well timely book that I, that I would highly recommend. But again, it's not something you sit in with a with you know with a cup of hot cocoa and some you know a little Luther Vandross music in the background and cuddle up in your book nook and kind of enjoy the night. <laughs> yeah, hey, I, like Luth- I like Luther Vandross. For combat, people that want to learn how to engage in <laughs> spiritual combat. Hey, Dan, I like with her Here's another one. I know I get in trouble when I hold up books. Okay. This is Sun Tzu in the art of war. And here's what he says. If you know your enemy and know yourself, you would need not to fear the results of a hundred ba- of a hundred battles. If you don't know yourself and you know your enemy, if you know yourself and not your enemy for every victory, you will suffer defeat. If you neither know, neither yourself nor your enemy, you're a fool and you are destined to be routed. So you've got to both know yourself what are the rules of engagement? What what can we do? What are the rules and limits of, 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 of what, what we can and can't do in combat, which involves also the authority structure, but you've got to know the enemy. You've got to know what he is up to. You've got to know his tactics. And this is what this book, this is a deep dive into the strategy. The enemy is doing and our own strategy on how to get out, including including some simple tactics, things that I think every Catholic should read and not avoid, like fasting, Things like like mortifying your body, things like learning custody of the intellect, like mental prayer and meditation, how you can recommend a book that involves all these aspects uh, or to disrecommend recommend the book it's beyond it's beyond my understanding unless you've never read the book but read the book first before you before you criticize it.
1: Dan here's what I think and this is this is sad to say, but again the the simple and I'm not going to say envy because that's too strong of a word, but just just jealousy within the body of Christ. There are people, I mean, you know, oftentimes some people are trying to, you know, one up on, on the next person, even in the body of Christ. And there's been a lot of good spiritual warfare books written out there, many good books. But I think, I think the this book that Father Ripperger wrote, Dominion, I think it's going to be in terms of a resource book, and it, it's not, it, it, there's no phenomenology in it, there's no cases in there. In terms of a resource and, and, and just, basically how to smash through this just just grinding it out i think this book is going to is going to be the uh, the locus classicus or the magnum opus on spiritual war- warfare until the second coming of christ and i think dan that there may even be some professional academic jealousy in some parts of the church as a result that this book uh, th- this is the apex of spiritual warfare there will never be another book like this until the second coming of christ
2: yeah i, I think that. this is a very critical uh a uh, piece and i think this is something that that particularly our seminarians whenever whenever i've done any training with with priests um you know groups of priests on on this this particular apostolic ministry of exorcism the the general consensus is gee i wish i could have uh, I wish I'd have learned this 20, 25 years ago. So um, what we're talking about is first principles. And and not long ago, a, a, a friend businessman called me and he asked me for a, a, a piece of advice on a moral – something in moral theology. And I'm not a moral theologian. I'm a biblical scholar and, and a theologian, but a biblical scholar So and a patristic scholar. So um, that's not my lane. So yeah. I have basic principles, but first principles – when you get into the deep waters of ethical and moral questions for Catholic business, sexual ethics, etc, you need first, first principle answers. So I referred him to uh, two experts, one in England and one in Rome, um, and he got two different expert opinions on this particular moral dilemma. And my answer to him was, you need a first principle first principle uh, basis of making your decisions. And that's what Dominion is. It's, a, it's going back to first principles because you know, I have a good friend who was a block layer. And, and he act, and, and he could lay a low row of block and build a brick house quicker than anybody, but you'd have to get that first layer of block laid down. You have to get that first one laid straight and perfect, and then the wall is straight. But if you, if that first principle isn't in place, that core key piece is not in place, that wall could be, as they say in Spanish, all chueco, Right. And so you've got to have it. You've got to have that straight foundation. That's what the book Dominion is. It's giving foundations. Is it for everybody? No. Does it have a certain amount of uh, a- academic language and, and, and assume a base understanding of philosophy? Yes. But but. Uh, but there are so much richness in there for even the average Catholic. Jesse, I've worked with cases. I've worked with cases with people uh, with an eighth-grade education in Mexico. I've explained Thomistic philosophy, uh, Thomistic psychology to them in layman's terms, and they get it. It's 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 not it's not that oh we can't read it because it's too complicated or it's going to create curiosity. Not at all. Uh, this is basic core principles for doing spiritual combat. By the way,
1: Dr. Dan Schneider, myself, we definitely recommend this book, uh, Dominion. You can get it from CentradPress.com, CentradPress.com. Here's what it says online about this book. It's called Dominion, The Nature of Diabolic Warfare by Father Chad Ripperger. It says, many works have been written on the nature of diabolic warfare, but the contents which are necessary to know... ...are scattered across many different works of the approved authors. Historically, the texts written about exorcism and deliverance were largely in Latin. We're not a synthesis of the knowledge of experienced exorcists. The goal of this book, Dominion, is to provide that initial synthesis for the laity. This book is not written in a popular style. It is a bit more technical than most laity are accustomed to. It is not meant to be a quick or easy read but to provide a thoroughness and a proper level to a theological topic, which often is only addressed on a superficial level. Wow. Since this book also deals with the intersection of the diabolic with human psychology, it is highly recommended that the reader, prior to studying this text, has at least the fundamental knowledge of human psychology from a Thomistic point of view. To that end, it is recommended that he reads this author's work Introduction to the Science of Mental Health, also available at Centradpress.com. While that may result in putting off reading of this book for a while, nevertheless the reader is most likely to grasp the points made regarding the intersection between the diabolic and human psychology. This text is only to be understood to be a beginning or a foundation and would not be considered an exhaustive text despite its length. It's simply not possible to incorporate all of the wisdom of the church in the various texts throughout the centuries. The topics include angelology, demonology, the structure of authority, the different kinds of diabolic influence in detail, wounds and healing, the role of the sacraments and sacramentals, as well as the general methods of combat. You can pick up this book from Centradpress.com. Centradpress.com. Dan, I think most Catholics across the board, as they read the book Dominion, they would have no, pro- they would just, they would just lap this up like just, I mean, just like a, a deer panting for water. The only parts of the book that are going to trigger some Catholics and Protestants without a doubt is the section on the structure of authority. Everything else, Catholics would absorb this and love this and relish this and and, and they would just uh, you know they would just fawn over this the only thing Dan that's going to trigger some people is Father Ripperger's clear position from the church's teaching on the structure of authority what do you say
2: yeah, for sure. This is there, there are several areas of of contribution to knowledge that Father Ripperger has brought in in our in our own time period. This book and his other works represent, and and two of those are um, principally are and what this book does and what the other works that we're working on do. Father work, work other works do um, his his book on psychology, et cetera. One is. You must identify obstacles to grace, and that ultimately it's not it's not as Father Morth says in one of his books, that, that Catholic exorcists and those who work with them can often fall into superstition, looking forward to circumvent, he says, the normal, ordinary means of sanctification and liberation, which is the right. sacraments of the church in and through the authority of the church. And so so the a research a re a renewed understanding of the authority structure is part of the natural way that we combat uh, the enemy. It's very critical, and so that's one, one particular area that is that is a great contribution. And we see this. I see this. You know, working in, in exorcism sessions, you see. Oh, there's our music. We'll stop here and move on.
1: That. Yep, I want you to continue that on that topic. We're listening to to a war college Wednesday War College. Wake up Catholics, Reveille, get up, get up, get up, get up, stand up for Jesus, stand up for Jesus, hit the grinder, hit the pavement, get up, get up, Reveille for Catholics, wake up. This is Wednesday War College, Jesse Romero, Dr. Dan Schneider. We're talking about the book Dominion, you can get the book at Census, uh, I just lost it here.
2: Census uh, traditionis.
1: Census traditionis. Uh no. CentradPress.com. I just wanted to hear Dan. SentradPress.com. Okay. Yeah, Centradpress.com.
2: try not to get .com. it through the Dark Lord, you know, if you ha- don't have to. Amazon. Yeah don't,
1: yeah, don't get it through the enemy. Dan, I want There's a lot of parts to the book. Angelology, demonology, the authority of structure, different kinds of diabolical influence, wounds and healing, the roles of sacraments and sacramentals. This is it's this is a, a book of general methods of combat. This is not a book on it, doesn't have stories. It's not it, there's not phenomenology, you know. That father saw you know levitation, this, that, and the other. It's 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 a manual on how to do spiritual warfare. Right. Uh so so Dan, uh th- this book why do you think it triggers some people in the Catholic Church?
2: Yeah, it's hard to tell. Um you know, the, the, the catechism, when it came out, triggered some people. I remember hearing from the pulpit, oh, the Catholic catechism, that's not for the average Catholic. That's not for the people in the pew. That's for priests and theologians to read. I don't know. I don't know what the, the motive would be that some people would, would not want this this book. Um, Let can't me take presume. a stab at
1: it, and, and okay. correct me. Let me take a stab at it, Dan. And I know this because my mom and dad, rest in peace, for about 30 years, them and a team, they were laying on hands on Wednesday nights, praying over people, healing and deliverance for like 30 years. And and I can tell you that one of my brothers was extremely affected and my sister, as a result of what I would later now understand what's called diabolic retaliation. Thanks be to God, the rest of us survived. But... Uh, Two of my siblings, they you could they suffered the effects of my mom and dad stepping out of their lane. Now, my mom and dad didn't know any better. My mom and dad, you know, had a simple education, simple Hispanics from Mexico. They would go to their, their prayer meetings, and people would say, Mark 16, 17, and other verses that they would point out. Jesus says that you will lay hands and drive out demons. And so my mom and dad, in faith, in, 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 in blind faith, they'd ask priests. And again, some of the priests that were there at the time at the parish were very malformed modernists. They were saying, of course you can do that. And so I can, I can tell you that a lot of people, like my parents, have set up... Lit- and they do it because, initially, they do it because they want to help people. Who knows the motive after that? Again, because the devil could make, make things a little bit messy and the devil could start uh, start trying you know inflating somebody's ego. But I could tell you this then, all of this stems from the Protestant error that comes into the Catholic Church because the Protestants have no understanding of a ministerial sacerdotal priesthood. When the Protestants had their own little Reformation back in 1917, it's called the Pentecostal movement, the Pentecostal movement was a reaction to liberal Protestantism because Protestants had basically started re- rejecting wholesale parts of the gospel. so this whole Pentecostal movement started where there was the re-emphasis in miracles and speaking in tongues and and driving out demons. but again, they don't they still have the the the, the Reformation understanding of authority. in other words, everybody has the authority of Christ. there's no sacerdotal priesthood. So when the Charismatic Renewal in 1967 started several decades after the Protestant Pentecostal movement in 1917, they also, Dan, borrowed the errors of the Pentecostal movement. And you'll find many of my, my good Charismatic friends, they have, I don't know, like, my, like my mom and dad, they have a blurred understanding of, of the role of the ministerial priesthood and the lay priesthood or the royal priesthood. And so every single verse in the scriptures that talks about driving out demons or healing, you'll find Pentecostals and Charismatics, they'll assign that verse to themselves. And again, there is there is some truth to that, but that refers to the domestic church and the line of authority that God has given you in your domestic church. That's my opinion, oh, yeah. man, where this error comes from and Father Ripperger and people like yourself—you guys are trying to address it and trying to bring Catholics back to the traditional teachings of the Church.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's probably that's probably very fair, Jess. I think you see a, a pushback because of a mis a malformation. I see otherwise um, conservative uh, or, or even traditional priests fall into into that kind of extreme where where you have this infused protestant understanding um this pentecostal understanding which is a collapse of power and authority and a a lack of of a full ecclesiology to understand the authority given from christ to the apostles and you know in luke 9 he he gave the apostles power and authority he sends out 72 who when gave them power and authority to drive out demons those seventy two all became according to politics of Rome, they all became bishops of nascent sees or bishoprics in in uh in the early church, every one of them. Um, so, so this, this, we have this kind of a collapsed understanding of power and authority. We have power by virtue of baptism, but the authority structure is very much distinguished through natural law and divine law. And so, and so there's basically three rules of engagement. I've got my old army manuals out here, um, that, that I've been looking at lately, uh, um, in preparation for some of the things that I'm working on. So, um. And these are the rules of engagement. The demon is going to yield or not yield based, number one, on the on the authority of the petitioner. Does this person have requisite authority of a person, place, or object? You and I just, when we went through our own conversions and reversions back in the day, you know they they hand you a book on deliverance of evil spirits and you go through this you have the spiritual awakening and they say well if you're a guy you're a military you're an ex-cop you should be driving demons out yeah. and so um the extreme is everybody can drive out demons and then the other extreme is nobody should let's not even talk about it That's not something for you know the, the lay people shouldn't be engaging and both of that does a disservice to to the people of god we need to stay in your lane but know the rule the first rule of engagement And that's authority, staying under the authority structure of your home. Right. So so uh, if a lay person is involved and, and, and called and it has to be called anybody that volunteers for this duty is automatically disqualified. This is not something that anyone in the right mind would want to do. It's something that Our Lady calls you to to serve the body of Christ, to serve her son. And so the whole the, but so if a lay person is involved, he should be engaging, know the difference and precatory, deprecatory prayer. No, know, know What the imposition of hands, who the, the lines of authority on giving blessings Um, And they work strictly within the natural law structure of the home. Father is the head of household. If a layperson is called beyond that, fine. Learn the rules of engagement and working under the authority of the church. And the the layperson's role is catechetical. My number one job working with an exorcist is to protect the exorcist. Protect the exorcist protect a blessed sacrament. That's the job of, of, the, of, the, of the lay person. Off session, we work in catechesis because at the end of the day, all liberation at the end of the day is self liberation, even full cases of possession in the sense that the will must be engaged. The person must say, I want no more of this. And so the job of the lay catechist is to work through in the Libra Cristo system to work through with the person to identify obstacles of grace Right? What areas in my life do I have have obstacles of grace blocking big sins and little sins? The, The little ones, the big deals often overlooked, what Kyle says um identifying any obstacle to grace and also identifying areas of psychological trauma in the person's individual uh inner self that creates a psychological compatibility with the demon this is why you have to understand angels the way angels communicate the way the angelic structure works because you can know the enemy going back to sun tzu if you don't know the enemy and how he works you can be easily deceived through false locutions false spiritual gifts of uh, 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 false manifestations on all this supernatural stuff so knowing the rules of engagement are absolutely critical and people don't like to hear those rules and again i worked on both sides i've done it before and and there's just no way i would do it in any other way this is the safe way because the barometer as father Ripperger says very clearly in his books the barometer of 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 the following the rules of engagement the barometer is retaliation And so the retaliation, as you described in your own family, this happens to those who step outside of authority. You work within the structure. Natural law works in that way. When you work, things work according to their nature, even spiritual combat. So within that, lay people should should be hammering the demons out of their homes and their families, but letting the church do her work, even if the church fails to do that, praying and suffering for that. So those two aspects, the aspect of of identifying obstacles of grace and any psychological trauma that's creating a symbiotic attraction to the demon. So like unto like, the demon's attracted to the person. And what is the crux, the peace that breaks both? And that's suffering, something that's not heard in any other model of deliverance today. And that is the tradition of vicarious atonement, offering your suffering up. For others, offering up and reparation for others and atonement for your own sins. This is what breaks the diabolic. And this is why the people that and Monsignor Rossetti would echo this that the people that are growing through exorcism week after week after week are holy. By the end, they are truly holy people. They are Christ like in their ability to suffer and offer for others. And this is when we know that someone is close to liberation, when they have enough separation from the demon that they now use their body as a living sacrifice
1: den it again this this lack of vicarious uh you know suffering this redemptive suffering all of the, the again this error comes from the Protestant pentecostals they there there's virtually no understanding of redemptive suffering in their theology yeah then yeah the, yeah, yeah. the protestant pentecost and and now they call it now the health and wealth gospels the prosperity gospel well, that had a huge influence Dan. On the 1967 charismatic renewal in the Catholic Church, although we do have an understanding of vicarious suffering, redemptive suffering, it was something that was minimized. And you'll even find people, you know, people that started in the charismatic renewal back in the 60s, they'll admit that, Ralph Morton and others, they'll, they'll say there was a, a minimal view of suffering. Everything was healing. Everything was liberation. And I think that's one of the errors that's permeated in the Catholic Church today is that we minimize the age-old art of redemptive suffering. We'll be right back. War College, Jess Romero, Dan Schneider. ripperger you can get it from sand trad centradpress.com centradpress.com he also has another book called the introduction to the science of mental health which precedes this book topics include angelology demonology the structure of authority the different kinds of diabolic influence in detail he talks about wounds and healing the role of sacraments and sacramentals as well as general methods of combat dan you've been involved in this apostolic work for many years would you say that this is the best book on the topic ever written?
2: Oh yeah, no. This is this is this is this is a book that anyone involved in the apostle, in particular, um, actively engaged in this apostolate in any form needs this. Anyone that's that that you're you you've done battle for for whatever battle you're doing in your home, and you want you want to go to the next level and understand. Again, the demon works very strictly. He's the most he's the most He's the most constricted uh, uh, creature in the cosmos. He works very strictly according to the natural law under which he was under which he was created. And he works according to the rules. And he doesn't want us to know the rules. i i a while back, I, I uh, was zeroing zeroing in my hunting rifle. I was going to go on a deer hunt. And so. Friend of mine was a was a, a Marine sniper and the, the Marines, as you know, are pretty psychotic about their about their marksmanship. Uh-huh. Um, so I bring out the most psychotic of psycho of, 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 of psychopaths, the marine sniper. And so we, good dude. We go out and we zero in my rifle and he tells me I'm I'm shooting at a thousand yards. He kills me, I'm hitting the target. And before I couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. I flew a helicopter, man. We flew it was an area fire weapon. Every seventh round was a tracer, rockets, we we had Loads and loads of them. If you miss the first one, you just keep firing. Hmm. So he shows me, no, this is how you work it. And I started hitting my target. And then he says, next time we come out, he says, I'm going to show you how the real killer in the in the sniper team isn't the shooter, it's the spotter. And I can see and I can show you how you can catch the air movement behind the bullet. Okay. Then we go to the pistol range, and and I'm shooting 40. We're going to shoot 45s and just do some target, a little pop-up target stuff. And, of course, I miss everything from close range. He hits his target. And then he doesn't even watch me. I miss my first right. I mean, I, it was a terrible shot group. He doesn't, he's not even looking at me directly. And all he says is, do it again, but raise your right thumb up three-quarters of an inch. So I said, oh, okay, Marine, right thumb, three-quarters. So I raise my right thumb up, draw, boom, 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 hit the target. And uh, I looked at him like, you're a freak. You didn't even see me. And he says, no, you're holding your weapon like it, like it, like a revolver. And this is right. I carried a revolver when I was when I was in Iraq, because I was, you know, I was a pilot. They they gave us whatever they had left over in the armory. So that three quarter of a inch movement that watching the air movement behind the bullet, that's what this book does. And not everybody is there. Okay. Not everybody is there. You got to start with the deliverance prayers for use by the laity. Start working through this, and then start learning how to use the use the tools of the church, what God has given to us as lay Catholics. How do we utilize this towards our own sanctification and liberation?
1: Makes sense to me. Uh, Yeah, Dan, this is for serious Catholics, of course. I wouldn't even recommend a Catholic in mortal sin go out and start watching horror movies, you know, Friday the 13th and Jason and and uh, The Exorcism. Again, there are just certain things that s- certain people shouldn't be putting in their mind, especially if you're living in a state of mortal sin and if you're not a serious Catholic. And so uh, the same applies to this book or any of the books. B- books that have been written by Paul Thigben, Dan Burke, um, Father Fortea, Father O'Morth. If you're not a serious yeah. Catholic living in, mortal, in, in yeah. a state of grace, you have no business reading those books. You've got to work on your interior life, right?
2: Absolutely. And here, here's something from the—he uh, answers the question. He gives, of course, he can't just give us a paragraph. He gives 21 reasons mm. to answer the question, why does God allow demons into our lives, right? Uh, all it. the spiritual writers, he says, and all the exorcists are in agreement that the principal reason the demons are allowed in the lives of human beings is for the sanctification of those who engage in spiritual battle which comes in the following ways. Satan is an instrument of purification. So we often look at the demon, for example, oh my gosh, the devil's doing this, the devil's doing that, oh my gosh, did you see this, did you see that? Did you see the preternatural sign of this or that? if the demon is working, it's because God is allowing for our pur- our purification. The demon in Catholic liberation is tertiary. He's not, even, he's not even close to number one. Number one in Catholic liberation, the focus is on Jesus Christ, our union with God the Father through Christ, which involves, of course, the sacraments. So we have to grow in that union by becoming purified. So God allows us to be spiritually attacked. We say don't call it attack, call it formation. I'm under spiritual formation because there's defects and so and so uh, understanding that that it, the demon is tertiary number 1 is jesus christ number 2 or what are the obstacles including sin but also what are the psychological obstacles that I'm creating? How do I, like, you know, when I was when I was a pilot, we would pop smoke and we would tell the guys on the ground, all right, pop smoke, we'll bring in, we're gonna bring in the Cobras first to provide some close air support, and then we're gonna bring in the Hueys and Blackhawks to get the guys out of there. You're gonna pop purple smoke, right? So they pop smoke and we see it, but so do all the bad guys. Where in our lives are we popping smoke that's drawing the enemy to us psychologically, because the battle takes place in the interior self. And so so understanding that, so, Part of suffering attack is really formation because it removes those obstacles. It helps us grow in purity, in virtue. That was just number one. Temptations come from the demons as a corrective to the individual. Sometimes God allows people to suffer to correct them to, out of love and charity as a father corrects his son. Number three, fighting the diabolic increases one's virtue. No phenomenology here. There's no focus on the demon here. There's no like, oh my gosh, this one time I saw this, this one time I saw that. Very simple. Um, It detaches a person from from this life and the things of this world. Again, when we're dealing with curses, one of the greatest uh, uh, obstacles that allows the curse to stick in your life is attachments. So you must grow in detachment. You must grow in detachment. So attachments, unforgiveness. So God allows these things as part of our formation. Um, anyway, you can go through these and you buy the book. Fighting the spiritual battle is a manifestation of God's glory, it, Meeting out justice on the demon while increasing God's glory in this world via the advance of virtue for those who fight in the battle. It helps break, the, it glorifies God. You grow in virtue. Grace pours into your familial construct. You're not hearing this anywhere else. But Father Ripperger, this is this is really groundbreaking. But Monsignor Rossetti was correct in saying that anyone involved in this at all, should be in this everybody I know needs to work that three quarter of an inch thumb movement. They need to start identifying the air movement behind the bullet because this this is where real combat takes place. This is where victory takes place. So you're not just doing the Don Quixote, right?
1: <laughs> I told Father Ripperger last night that we were going to be doing this show. I I just contacted him, and he was he was very happy. That yeah. uh, we're gonna be promoting his book. Uh, and so yeah, it's the book is called Dominion, the Nature of Diabolical Warfare. Sendradpress.com, SentradPress.com. Yeah. Send there's a hardcover or there's a paperback. The book is called Dominion, the Nature of Diabolical Warfare by Father Chad Ripperger, SentradPress.com, SentratPress.com. There is nothing like it in the Catholic world. This would be, again, this this would be, in my in my opinion, the magnum opus of 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 any book written on the topic of spiritual warfare. Would you agree, Dan? Oh
2: yeah, for sure. This, you're, 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 this is this is really um, a very deep dive, a very representative uh, presentation of Father Ripperger. Remember, before he was long before he was an exorcist, he was a Thomist, and not just a Thomist in terms of writing tomes, huge books. But an expert in, in St. Thomas, the, the, the psychology of St. Thomas Aquinas. The reason he, he got into this was he continued, was con, was asked to consult with exorcists in his area. He was teaching at a seminary, at the FSSP seminary. And he kept being asked why questions about St. Thomas and the human person and in the, the imagination, and how do you get custody of the mind? How does that work with the thoughts and how does that interact? And he finally asked him, why are you asking these questions? He said, because what you're explaining to us, the way St. Thomas sees the human person is the way the demon sees us. And that's what really started him consulting with exorcists on this. And you begin to see the how the enemy attacks. Again, Sun Tzu, if you you, you got to know your enemy and yourself, and you will not fear the results of a hundred battles. If you don't know the enemy, but you know yourself, for every victory you will suffer defeat. If you know neither the enemy nor yourself, you're a fool. And you're meant to be routed. You will be routed continually. So this is part of knowing yourself and knowing the enemy. Spirit, it's, what's interesting is combat veterans get this. Military guys, ex-law enforcement like you, you get this because there's rules of engagement. You know, if we were going to walk in, Jess. Now, look, I'm a combat vet. I was a pilot, okay. But if we if we were going to go door to door, kick in a door of a house, and we're going to sweep through a house, Jess, I've got my PhD and I flew in combat. Let me tell you how we're going to take this house down. I'm gonna look at you and say, "All right, brother, who's the breacher? Which way are we going? You tell me what to do. You know what I mean? I'm gonna defer to, to your experience. And uh, Father Ripper's got tremendous, tremendous experience in this. And 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 uh, I really, really encourage, especially those working in the field or those who who really want to grow deeper in their in their holiness, because what we find is this helps. The holier you, the holier you are the less and less the demon has to hold on you. Sin empowers the demon in your life. So whatever you can do to remove those obstacles to grace, your interior attachments, emotional, psychological attachments, Dealing with trauma and wounds, all this stuff is very critical in spiritual combat it's not sexy, as they say everything's sexy to the millennials right It's not sexy as they say it's not fun. This is not again get the hot cho- get out the hot chocolate, sit in your book nook on a rainy day and read it. This is fill up your canteen with black coffee that's semi cold right sit on a stump and just go through this little by little until until it start to sharpen your weapon sharpen to put a put a put an edge on that hatchet right and 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 to go a little deeper to be more precise in your in your in your own spiritual life the book we're
1: talking about is called dominion the nature of diabolical warfare from sendtradpress.com written by father chad ripperger uh, we highly recommend this book for anybody who has who's serious about growing in the interior life this is not for the curious reader this is not for the casual reader this is for somebody who's serious about becoming holy Dan, I notice a lot of emails I get. There's a lot of people that complain about the fact that they're being diabolically afflicted. But when I start talking to them about pursuing a life of holiness, they're like, "Ah, oh, no, no, that's too hard. That's too hard. Oh, what, holy? Oh, come on, a daily mass? Oh, are you kidding? What? what weekly confession? Oh, are you kidding? A lot of people, Dan, they, uh, they, they, they want a Christ without the cross.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chief Grace Bonhoeffer called it. They want Christ without a cross, Christianity without a cross. And and ultimately, as Father says very clearly, it's conformity with the cross. That's what brings true liberation. That's what defeated Satan from the beginning, the cross. The patristic fathers, the early church fathers saw this very clearly, the cross is a tropion. It's a war memorial. It's a sign of our victory, right? Christ through the cross decapitated the devil just like David decapitated Goliath. This is the sign of the cross and the more we conform ourselves to that the more we experience true liberation only in and through the sacraments of the church.
1: Wednesday War College, that's a wrap. We are 10-7 EOW end of watch up next. Gary Machuda hands on apologetics coming to you from the Midwest Command Center. As for Dan Schneider and myself, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, I hope you enjoy Wednesday War College. We'll see you next week. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith.